Rick McMichael. Uh, we're at the Bryant Grocery and Meat Market. I mean, money, just like it's spelled, M-O-N-E-Y, where Emmett Till was killed in 1955. Patrick Weems, Emmett Till Interpretive Center, Sumner, Mississippi. Yeah, so these, these are uh, uh, the Mississippi Freedom Trail. Um, so there, there was an initiative by uh, the Mississippi Development Authority to put these signs up. Um, and, and it took a while, right? This has probably been up, and I don't know if it says on here, dedicated 2011. Uh, so, uh, you know, 50 plus years later, uh, uh, it, it, we didn't have our first historical sign put up until 2007. Uh, and that was because of local people in Sumner who came together to erect it themselves. It wasn't the federal government, it wasn't the state government, it was local citizens who put up the first historical mark, or put the political pressure to put the first historical marker. Uh, and, and, and so I, I think again, it, 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 if there's no marker, if there's no memory, it didn't happen. Uh, and, and if it didn't happen, then there's a huge disconnect about why our situation is the way the situation is. Uh, and if there's a, di a disconnect, then there's mythology that grows around it. And so black people aren't, uh, are, are poor in Mississippi, not because of this, things like this, or because of Jim Crow or because of slavery. It must be, they must be lazy. You know, the, all these blacks are just lazy. And that must be the reason that they don't work hard enough. And that must be the reason. And so you have that narrative that exists strongly in Mississippi, strongly, so strong that a state representative just recently came out of the closet and said it uh, and, and reinforced why they're not funding our, our public schools and why we're actually about to give a huge tax break to Mississippian, Mississippians, even though for the last eight years we haven't adequately funded our Mississippi schools by our own standards. He said that uh, they're welfare queens and nobody in my, my town is, you know, they're just lazy. And why, why would we put money back into education if it's just gonna be wasted? And also in many cases, the uh, school boards are white people and they don't send their kids to public schools. Mm, they send yeah. their kids to the SEG academies mm. and then well, why would they? Uh, why would they tax or put any money into public education? They have no stake in it. It's uh, just one of those pitiful things. Right. So in Clarksdale, you have Lee Academy, which is named after Robert E. Lee, which was uh, set up in the late '60s when forced integration happened uh, in December 1969, and so they established Lee Academy, uh, which is 99% white. And then in the public schools, it's 99% black. So the same would be true with uh, Greenwood. You have Pillow Academy, which is 99% white. And then Greenwood High School and LZ, which are 99% black. And, and underfunded and all the rest of it, yeah. But one thing to reflect on is, is the justice system, right? So in 1955, uh, there, there was an extreme injustice. Do you remember this story at all? I certainly don't. No, this is this... Uh, what do you think about what they're saying about memory? This is what history is all about. If, if we don't continue to teach history, uh, a lot of what's happened in our lifetimes, our kids who are now in their 40s, they're, they're not going to worry about too much. So.
Has so this you, sign ever been vandalized? Or? This this sign has not been vandalized. The the signs that we've put up in, in Sumner and Tallahatchie County have very much been vandalized. Um, they've been shot up with shotguns. Mm. Uh, they've been just stolen out of the ground. Um, and so, yeah, it, again, it's it, memory is really important. Uh, and if someone's telling the truth and it's not the truth that you want to hear, uh, you're going to do a lot to try to stop it. Um, and so, uh, fortunately, we, we live in an age of communication and technology. So this summer, we're working with uh, professors from the University of Kansas and Florida State and hopefully some summer interns uh, from UW uh, to, to create a civil rights app um, so that we can, we can put it, uh, have an iPhone app that people can add their own stories to as well. Uh, and so it'll be really hard for, I don't know, maybe there's a redneck hacker out there who could uh, you know, take it down, but I, I think it's going to be much difficult, much more difficult to take down. The, the most important thing about this discussion today is that it is not passed. Uh, on August the 21st of this year, this past August, in uh, Bladenboro, North Carolina, a young black man was hanged with a rope on the exact uh, day of Emmett Till's death uh, in Bladenboro, North Carolina. And uh, it was declared uh, suicide immediately, so it was not a crime scene. The crime scene was not uh, protected. There was no basic investigation of this murder. So when we began to uh, work with Reverend Barber and the NAACP and the SNCC people in North Carolina investigating that, we found a pattern across the country. And uh, Mars Dees at the, Civil Rights, at the Southern Poverty Law Center has said that it seems to be a tactic of the paramilitary extreme right wing to uh, execute young, primarily young black men with a, a common uh, situation behind their murders, uh, usually an association with a white woman and they're found uh, all over the country now. Uh, on anniversaries like Emmett Till's uh, death, and now they're beginning to a special investigation of that kind of lynching that goes on today. And it's aided and abetted. See, that's, uh, that's uh, just one small example of, you know, I spit on you, basically. Um, but that's happening over and over again now around the country. They found lots of cases like this. And if you are, uh, understand demographics and so forth, the least likely people to commit suicide are African-Americans. And the least likely method of them choosing to kill themselves would be to hang, be hanged by a rope. That's why they don't like to wear neckties. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, the fact that they can pass these off and they do it over and over again as suicide, there's no culprit. There's no, uh, you're not looking for anybody. Of course they're not looking for anybody. They, they do it right away. So Google that case. Lyndon Lacey, uh, Bladenboro, North Carolina. Huge case. Uh, it's, it, it could be one of the lead cases in the United States now in investigating this and tying all these things together. And it goes together with the war on uh, African Americans and the uh, police situation. There's no way on earth that uh, prosecutors should be required or even asked to prosecute their own police.
They cannot do it. They depend every day on those same police to make their cases in court, and it should be a most uh, brainless thing, uh, the most, um, what do you call it, uh, no-brainer, to simply have a reform in this country that no prosecutor will be called upon to prosecute members of his own police department. It's pure and simple. It's also a reform, and with lots of work and lots of money, we can make that reform. But what will it mean? It was, uh, it was, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm diverging here though, but uh, one of the civil rights uh, uh, prophets said that for every person hacking at the branches of evil, there's one hacking at its root. So if we can't get to the root of this, and we can't even make a small reform, like having prosecutors not to prosecute their own police, what chance do we have to survive in this world without some kind of serious revolution? Mm. Uh, sorry for getting radical on you. Zellner, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking about you know what German, what Germans stood up. What? Uh, well, that was very interesting. How that country, almost universally, there was no opposition. I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure, well, certainly a lot of the Jews that, that were able to got out of Dodge. <laughs> but what he's talking about is the the German German Germans. Uh, allow this to continue. Yeah, well, like uh, the white southerner, the white, he, he asked the question, who's the white southerner who gave up his slaves and right. fought for freedom? Right, exactly. So We don't have that person in our history. <laughs> my, my guess is there's got to be somebody who, who said this is ridiculous and did it, but, I mean, it's not something we've certainly studied. I did a play in high school of Emmett Till, The Murder of Emmett Till, and um, it didn't, I mean, you can hear a story many times, but it's never going to be the same, standing in the place where it actually happened. And it's so much more real, it's so much more sad, and it brings me, like, I'm not, like, actually crying right now, but it kind of makes me want to cry. Like, mm -hmm. it's so sad how this actually happened, and that it's not over yet. Like, they were just talking about the boy that, you know, yeah. killed himself, quotation marks, and, you know, it's obviously not something that's not didn't stay in the past is still going on yeah and I was sharing with Maria like um for the first time on this trip just like standing here I felt scared for one of the people of color on this trip getting attacked and just like I mean like you could envision I could envision and I'm feeling it right now especially as the cars are slowly <laughs> and just like have this look of hate on their face and I believe that there was this car honking yeah, there was. and I I just I have this eerie feeling just standing here and, and being in Mississippi and, and hearing that some people on the strip like got pulled over or not well there was a car that would that pulled over and like just called them derogatory words for being people of color what was it uh, what was it our host said we're in the yeah. most southern part of, of the south and yeah it's it's just it's a lot to take what does that mean <laughs> I don't know just I think given like everything that we're talking about right now and um, just hearing Bob Zellner speak and, and everything, it, it feels that the most southern part is where there's a lot of racism that's being experienced, um, just a lot of right-winged activity um, that people oftentimes associate with being in the south. And so a lot of horrible history, I mean, like we have Emmett Till and, um, and the lynchings and everything, I feel that's what's oftentimes described of. You know, people were talking about the economic basis of this. What did you think about driving through? Oh, that was yes, so crazy. That, that was emotional because I, it looked, it, I mean, we've seen segregation, but that was 
yeah. segregation. When we were there where like the black power um, was Shokali Carmichael gave his speech, like there was a lot of poverty. I could see the rundown houses. I saw people of color, um, specifically um, black people walking and here in this like as we were um, driving past some more affluent neighborhoods, I saw really nice houses and like I didn't see like people of color like walking. And that was just the stark reality that this is actually still happening. It was, yeah, it was definitely crazy. I mean, for like in one moment we're still on the other side of, um, mm -hmm. you know, Granada, Grenada, mm -hmm. Grenada, and then suddenly we pass that bridge and it's a whole different world. Nice houses. There's like a mansion, the mansion that we saw from the movie The Help. Sidewalks, like uh -huh. she said, like she mentioned, no more, you know, black people walking around the streets. Just hearing about a 99% white school and a 99% black school? What the heck? <laughs> Seriously. Come on. It's like once you cross that bridge, yes, it's a whole different... Yes, like literal segregation and separation. I am Maria Jimenez. I am Monica Mendoza Castrejon. Hey.